Hey everybody, Tanner here with just a quick little announcement before you start listening to this episode of Backlog Boys uh, featuring Uncharted. Just wanted to say that effective immediately that all AYCH Extra content will be on the main feed going forward. A couple of different reasons that I'm sure we'll get into later, but the main one being just being more cost effective. It doesn't really seem ideal for us to be paying for a whole you know separate feed for extra content when you know sometimes there's two or three episodes a month that goes up but you know sometimes there's one episode a month go up on the extra feed it just doesn't seem worth the nearly 200 dollars a year that uh we have been paying so uh until further notice you know all the extra stuff will be living here just think of it as supplemental there will never be two pods uploaded on the same day. We've never done that. We've never uploaded an extra pod and a main feed pod on the same day. So that will be the same. So there'll never be like any overlap between a non-canon or backlog boys or muscle orchestra or the main show. Nothing like that. Still all your favorite great content that you love and know from six years, six and a half years of all you can hear, but now just all living on the same feed. Uh, So thank you for understanding. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Backlog Boys. Look out, it's the Backlog Boys. Virus detected. Welcome to episode five of the Backlog Boys podcast. Yes, you can applause. All right, now calm down over there. We finally made it. We finally made it. Yeah, here we are. Wow. Us at the Grammys. Who would have thought? And you know what? I think Beyonce made a better episode five. Yeah, I think so, too. Just kidding, we're better, because uh, we um, put a ring on it. No, but we're really happy to be here for episode five, because holy shit, we've been pushing this back. I, good God, I, it's been months since episode four at this point. I want to say three months. Uh, Wenzel wasn't even there. He was gone. Yep. I was on sabbatical. Yeah, it was ex- fucking. It's been forever, and we're finally here. <laughs> uh, but we have some news. We're down a person. Uh, wait, I th- who? I don't really remember their name. But last week on the episode that Tanner and I just oh did, well, they're not they're not important then if we don't remember their name. Yeah, the, but the that got t- I guess his name was Tanner. Tanner said I think he implied that he would be there for this episode. Being the Uncharted Drake's fortune. By the way, my name's Colt. My name's Colt. I'm Wenzel. Yeah, yeah. I think I said my name. Why am I having? Look, to be fair, it's a Sunday. We kind of, this is kind of unexpected. Well, not the episode because we did, you know, obviously we knew we were going to do this, but it's like, you know, we we just like, we literally both woke up probably about an hour ago now. Yeah. Um, Not because we didn't want to do this, just because it was like, 
crazy night of partying. No, uh, it no, just, I spent. You know. I went. I was up till like one a.m. making yeah, this doc, and then I also oh. stayed up for like another two hours. Yeah, I, I was. I was up late too. I, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, we just end up sleeping really long. Um, yeah. If Tanner said he was gonna be here, he. I'm sorry to say he's not. Uh, there's some. He has some. There's some personal reasons why he's um not here. Uh, I we you know we obviously we can't say. Um, just, but he'll be you know, back at some. Point. He'll, he'll be just back. Not be here. The, he, just not here for this one. He just he couldn't make it. Um, yeah, and and it sucks. It's you know, family reasons. We'll say that. But other than that, yeah. Um. Yeah, but so we are we'll, going to force him to uh learn the story for this game because I'm going to go ahead and spoil. We're probably going to revisit this uh in series uh because yeah, personally can, I fucking love Uncharted. You could probably make a bet that we're going to do the whole series. Oh so, yeah. Um, would you win the bet? I would give you seventy percent chance. Sure. Why not? Seventy <laughs> percent. Um. Yeah. So uh, here we are. We'll take you through. Uh, what game is this? It's Uncharted: Drake's Fortune, the classic, the first of the fucking series. Oh my goodness! This is a game that I played like crazy as a kid. It was part of the bundle I got for Christmas way back when I got my PlayStation Three. I'm trying to remember what other game. I think I got Soul Calibur 4 and this, and uh, I would just play those two constantly. It was, uh, it was a real fun time. And looking back at my trophies for this game on uh, my account, I didn't beat it on my account. I beat it on Cody's account. I remember there was a weird thing I would do. I'd just get on Cody's profile on our PlayStation <laughs> 3, and I'd play games. So on Cody's old, old PlayStation profile that is stagnant, no longer used, it's just my trophies for games I'd play as a little kid. So fuck me. I, I knew. No, you're no, don't. Because I would do the same thing. I wouldn't realize that or I didn't realize that I could have my own account. So I would just play on somebody else's account because I I just never thought that like oh I can make my own account and get my own you know achievements or trophies I don't have to play on somebody else's account I was just yeah. happy to play games I, I didn't Same. really care about achievements or trophies I just wanted to play video games and uh, I, I just knew like uh, Cody's account was always furthest in Call of Duty because I kept playing on it. I was like fuck yeah dude I'm like Call of Duty and I eventually created my own account for Modern Warfare yeah. 2 but yeah fuck it, it like once you realize though that like or once you like have kind of like a taste of like competition getting stuff and pretty much realizing that you are your own person and you can create your own identity um the world opens up for you especially in uh <laughs> playing video games yeah but i've beaten this game uh, I didn't play it this time. Wenzel played because I I remember this game being a little janky and I didn't feel like dealing with it again. Plus, yeah, I knew Wenzel wanted... didn't beat it as many times as I have because I've beaten well... it upwards <laughs> of five times. Yeah, so Colt wanted me to suffer. Um, yes, I should mention though because I realized this last night. So, um, so if Tanner would have been here, there actually would have been 
two people who didn't play this game because I realized last night I actually never physically played this game. I watched somebody else play it. Oh, shit. So this is actually the first time I physically played this game. I played now. I remember physically playing Uncharted 2, but this is my first. So uh, we have somebody on here who has not physically officially played the game. And that's me. Damn. So, yeah. I but you know I watched somebody so I was pretty confident in what I knew but um to actually physically experience the jankiness of it uh is something we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh like I don't have anything else to say before we get into it. Do you have any other uh uncharted related bits you want to throw? Um before we get started. Uh, they named this game Uncharted because this was uncharted territory for Naughty Dog. Okay, that's actually a fun fact. That's actually a real thing. Um, so Naughty Dog, you. Naughty Dog, um, had created Jack and Daxter and Crash Bandicoot, which were like kind of, uh, not Crash Bandicoot. Mostly Jack and Daxter, kind of were like platformers. Um, Jack and Daxter is a platformer. Yeah, yeah, they were they were platformers, and um, but uh, so whenever they came up with the idea for this game, they chose they went with Uncharted because they literally this was literally uncharted territory for them. That that's quoted from them, so that's why they went with the name. <laughs> also, it's about a dude that's going on adventures and uncharted stuff in the modern day. I mean, sure, but like you know, they could have just called it like Sonic the Hedgehog, and it'd probably sell a lot better. Maybe. Which maybe. a funny thing is, when writing this doc, I referenced Sonic twice, which is more than I thought I would when I started this. <laughs> which, you know, when I read it, when I read over your stuff, I was like, you know, I kind of get it. I actually, I get it fully. 100%. I get it. I'm like, yeah, I get the Sonic vibes too. <laughs> and also, fun fact, uh, Nathan Drake's initials are the same as Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Yeah. yeah. So. And coincidentally, Nathan Drake is a little bit of a naughty dog, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, man. But he's a good boy. He is a very, very. Somebody needs to stop this man because he's killed thousands of people. Yeah. And he just doesn't stop. And he loves to defile graves. <laughs> oh, yes. Which we'll get into because I do talk about that at some point. He does. Because every time we got the opportunity, uh, Colt would just talk about it when we were playing. And then uh, Wenzel would always yell out about how I love defiling graves. Quote me on that. And I'm like, OK, Wenzel, I gotcha. <laughs> That's not even a bit either. I said that I'm like, I'm but then I had to change it because I was like, wait a minute. I'm Nathan Drake saying that. <laughs> That's not I don't I don't believe in what Nathan Drake does. <laughs> yeah, no exploring. Uh, and no, defiling graves. <laughs> OK, OK. But hey, let's get in, go ahead and get into it. We yeah, got a lot to cover here, yep. so why not? Uncharted Drake's Fortune is published by Sony Computer Entertainment. If you didn't know, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Yep. It was developed by Naughty Dog, which is those bad boys over there at Sony, which i thinking about it now. Probably one of my favorite developers that uh, is exclusive to uh, PlayStation. Yep. They're just 
very fucking good at their job. Director Amy Hennig, which is a very, very famous writer. Uh, yeah, she's like and, a veteran, uh, pretty much. Yeah, a veteran in the gaming industry. And uh, this is like one of her best, uh, not just not Uncharted 1, but like Uncharted. Because she worked on this one, the second one, and the third one. This is like some of her best work uh, regarded by a lot of people. And uh, I haven't really consumed or looked into her work other than Uncharted, but I will say she did a good job. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Uh, with some designers, we got Richard Lamarchand, Hirokazu Yasuhara, which I put here a little information. He originally worked on the first few Sonic the Hedgehog games, the classic Sonic the Hedgehog games. Yeah, so that was it, a funny little little detail. It it is a fun little detail, and it makes sense too because there's a part in there where uh, Nathan has to collect rings, and he runs in big loop de loops. Yup, yup, yup. And then there's like a weird fucking echidna that punches the shit out of things. And then there's this doctor with the <laughs> with a weird shaped body who keeps hunting him. <laughs> yeah, and like an egg shaped bulge. It's 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 a new <laughs> route for an egg shaped bulge in his pants and a flat ass. Yeah, it's pretty sexy now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, but some programmers we got pal Christian. Ingstad, Dan Leibgold, and Travis McIntosh. Some artists we got. We got Bob Raffae and Bruce Straley. And some writers. You're going to uh, recognize some of these names. You got Amy Hennig. Yes. And we got Neil Druckmann. This wasn't his first writing job for video games, but it's one of his early ones. And I thought that was uh, interesting because Neil Druckmann continues to make uh, later on in his years at Naughty Dog. He makes one of the best stories in gaming. Uh, and we have Josh Schur. Josh Schur has a very extensive video game background. And for a composer, we have Greg Edmondson. He is composed for a ton of stuff. Uh, King of the Hill and Firefly. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that's the composer for Uncharted, which the music in this game is super epic and really awesome and extremely loud. Uh, made music for fucking King of the Hill. It's very weird. I didn't expect that. <laughs> um, also should mention, too, uh, some of the nice names are familiar, familiar um, like Travis McIntosh and Bruce Daly. Obviously, they work at Naughty Dog, so it makes sense. It's just, yeah, it's just like since we did the Last of Us episode, it's just like interesting to see these names back pop back up for something that's way older. Like, man, yeah, these people are, these people are old now. Yeah, fucking Neil Druckmann's been at least working here since fucking 2007, or well, earlier than that, 2006, 2005, because they've been working on Charted. Takes time to make a video game. Yeah, like, man, um, I hope they're listening right now, because I want them to know that we think they're old. They're certified grandpas and grandmas. And I love your work. Thank you for making stuff that I love in my childhood. But put on a diaper, old man. Stinky. Ew. <laughs> Just to give you a little idea what this <laughs> a little synopsis <laughs> Gonna throw you a little synopsis. Super short, and uh, we'll 
tell you why it's short because yeah nathan drake a renowned adventurer who claims to be the descendant of the famous explorer sir francis drake with his mentor victor sullivan and journalist elena fisher he embarks on a quest to discover the hidden riches of el dorado yeah why that's it why'd you say it like sullivan i <laughs> uh, just because i can yeah, and Sully's okay. a little freak. He he likes a little freak because there's a point in the game we'll get to where he is a freak. He is a freak, yeah. Uh, super short synopsis. Uh, fair because it is a action game. I would say this is the most. I don't want to say action oriented. It is the weakest story of all the Uncharted games. It is the smallest of them all. No, that's fair. I mean, I. I get that just because it's like it's the first one and it's very cut and dry action adventure style. So that's I mean, that's understandable. Um, it's more of a proof of concept. Yes, yes, yes. Now, don't take that as it's bad because it is. Yeah, it's no, don't don't take that as bad. It's just like it. It was the first of a franchise that they were trying to test the waters of, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And tests they did. Yeah. You ready for some developments and just some game information in general? Yeah, go for it. It released November 19th, 2007 in North America, December 6th, 2007 in Australasia, and December 7th, 2007 in Europe. I didn't realize uh, AU, I think that's what it's called for short, was Australasia. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because I, I maybe I was just not typing it right. But when I was trying to look that up, I couldn't find anything about that. I was like, where the fuck did he get that? It's uh, I, I found a whole thing on it because I was curious about that. It's uh, just a region for like releases. It's Australia and Asia. They just combined them. It makes sense, but that's just so weird. Yeah, like, it is weird considering the cultures that are sla slapping together right there, but it they're they're next to each other, so I get it. They're not I mean, they're kind of next to each other, but not really. Um I mean, if you isn't Australia closest to Asia than any other place? Africa is closest to Asia than any other place. I mean, like I'm talking Australia. Is it, what's closest to Australia? New Zealand, Malaysia, New Indonesia. Zealand, Malaysia is part of Asia, but New uh, New Zealand is counted as Australia. Yes, Australasia. But I'm just saying because if you look at a map, like if you look at an actual globe, you know, if you look, um, if you if you place it, I mean, literally to get from Asia to Australia, I mean, you're talking about like a flight. It's going to be like several hours, probably ten. You know, like yeah, but like they just can't have. Not Australia right. and New Zealand being its own fucking no, thing. Well, no, well, no, I know, but like, you know, obviously, like, you know, it doesn't matter because they came out at the same time in the, re in the region, but also, too, Australia is its own continent, which is why I'm kind of confused about it because, like, you know, it's its own, it's te you could co technically consider it its own region, yeah, that, like, but... like it makes much more sense to say like Eurasia because Europe and Asia are connected. But then also too, 
it came it comes out a day later in europe <laughs> like what yeah i don't understand the uh release scheduling for this stuff i don't know yeah because nowadays this doesn't really happen as much we don't have like releases in another country we have a worldwide release for most of these things like most of these things yeah the last of us part one and two i think uh or two for sure released uh on the same day everywhere it, you didn't have uh any fucking month later five days later weird ass situations here yeah also yeah, why again... the fuck did it take one day uh difference in from that's Europe what I, and... that's what i'm saying because asia and europe are literally connected so why wouldn't it just come out on like if anything instead of saying australasia you would say pacific region or something i don't know because it's in the pacific so like and if i was if you... in fucking europe i would just like if i was on the border of an asian country i'd just be like you know what i'm gonna be right back yeah right like and like also too like because like um continental asia you know obviously is different from the islands so yeah so like that's what i'm saying like you know you can say obviously eurasia because europe and asia the continents like are together but then the islands and australia you would just put them into like i don't know the pacific region but uh, now, no, 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 don't get me wrong, though, because that gets into, like, a difference of, like, well, you know, Southeast Asians and then Pacific Islander, Islanders and stuff. I'm just talking about, like, you know, this whole weird system of, like, regions, you know, Australasia. Like, like I, I just don't, I don't get it. Anyway, this, uh, it's not, obviously, it's not that important. Yeah, this so. is an uncharted, yeah, important this is uncharted. It's this is uncharted thing. territory for me. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, sorry about that. Anyways, Uncharted is a third-person linear action-adventure platformer slash shooter. It's, yeah, that's it. It is it. mostly a, uh, it's mostly a shooter, if I had to say. Because platforming, looking at like my stat, our stats after we beat the game, we were only platforming for like fucking 15 to 16 minutes tops something like i thought it was 20 minutes yeah but it's also counting my stats from my last playthrough i did oh. in like 2016 wow. so really you're not platforming or climbing climbing on walls <laughs> i don't know why i made that noise that first time <laughs> climbing yeah which which is strange because when I think of Uncharted, I think of the climbing and how I think, fucking yeah. long, not long, because I really enjoy the climbing. That's one of my favorite parts about the Uncharted series. It's just strange. Just strange. Uh, development for Uncharted started after completing Jack 3 all the way back there in the good old 2005 under the code name Big. I thought that was funny because it's so fucking vague. It's so vague. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be, um, but like because it's, it's something new. Yeah. yeah. Development started in 2005. Was in full production for about two years with a small team of engineers working on the game for about a year beforehand. Naughty Dog decided to create a brand new IP instead of opting to develop a PlayStation Three Jack and Daxter game. This hurts, uh, fucking six year old me so much. 
<laughs> they wanted to create a franchise suitable for the new hardware in order to develop such ideas as realistic human characters instead of stylized one owing to limitations of previous hardware as well as creating something fresh and interesting although the game is termed as stylized realism that's one thing that when i was making this doc i didn't think about it that yeah it is stylized really yeah. yeah no i i agree it's very stylized realism because if you would have asked me before i read that i probably would have just said yeah it's realism it's realism owing uh visuals to the time that it couldn't look as detailed but even with uncharted 4 it is stylized realism i would say yeah i i would say if there's any any of the naughty dog games that you would be more say more was on realism obviously the <laughs> uh, uh, last of us yeah i would say the last of us um on in terms of like how it looks visually is very much more realistic other than that i mean you're talking about jack daxter crash bandicoot and uncharted are all uh their own styles so yup yup <laughs> Inspiration for Uncharted was drawn from various sources in the action and adventure genre, such as Indiana Jones and National Treasure, which when I read that, I thought, what? National Treasure? But no, makes complete sense, because National Treasure is fucking insane, and the story for Uncharted games can be pretty fucking insane. The team felt the sources <laughs> shared the themes of mystery and what-if scenarios that romanticized adventure and aimed to include those in Uncharted. Because, like, it's about a dude that's like, yeah, I'm the descendant of a major explorer. Now I'm going to go find what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> Went for input. Uncharted was first I, unveiled. I input. <laughs> input! Uncharted was first unveiled at E3 2006. I would have been seven years old in fucking E3 2006 if they still did it in July or June. Yeah, I would have been eight. That's fucked up. No, I no, I would have been seven if it was in June, but next month I would have turned eight. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. From early previews of the game, inevitable, inevitable comparisons of elements such as platforming and shooting between Uncharted and the well-known Tomb Raider, Raider series were drawn, earning the nickname Dude Raider. I thought that was a silly billy uh, little thing right there. However, the devs saw their game as concentrating more on third-person cover-based play in contrast to Tomb Raider's auto-aiming play in greater puzzle-solving elements. That is one thing about the Tomb Raider games. The puzzles, go ahead and say that, are a lot, not not harder, they're, they're more complex in uh, Tomb Raider games. And the auto-aiming part is very true, because this game's all about fucking aiming at their goddamn heads and trying to shoot them as they dodge before you even shoot. Yeah, I try to go for a headshot run. Yeah, that's. I I understand the comparison though. Yeah. Other influences they. Uh, just a fucking crazy ass nickname. I mean, it's just funny too, because like, um, you know, obviously with Tomb Raider's defining feature being that she has very large breast, um, Nathan Drake's defining feature is he's a very large back. Yeah, yeah. It's the reverse. See, we got you. They got you there. 
other yeah, influences. He has, a very big upper body. he has a very big upper body. Yes, he does. He does have a very big upper body because he has to roll on the ground a lot and he needs a big surface area to roll on. Other influences they decided included Resident Evil 4, Kill Switch, and Gears of War. I didn't know what Kill Switch was until I read this. The I band? Into, uh, no, it's a like a third-person cover shooter. It uh, looks all right. Like, not something I'd want to play today. All right. But Resident Evil 4 and Gears of War makes sense. Gears of War more so because it is a cover shooter. And this game is very much so a cover shooter. Yeah, I, I mean, I got that whenever playing it. I uh, definitely felt that, um, the vibes. Especially when you can, um, when it when it tells you about running to cover, like, um, I would say, this is kind of getting a little bit into it, I would say Gears of War is probably better. Yeah, the cover system here felt... It feels a little rough, but it does get better, I say, as the uh, games go on. But we're not talking about those games. We're talking about this one. It's a little rough here. <clears throat> the devs envisioned the main... Oh, fuck. Skipping details. The dev team intended the game's main setting of the island to play a big role in the overall experience. Feeling that too many games use bleak, dark settings with monochromatic color schemes. They wanted the island to be a vibrant, believable game world that immersed the player and encouraged exploration. Which is funny because when people think of the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 games around this time, they think of them as gray, uh, dull-looking experiences. Uh, but thinking about it now, Uncharted was not a gray dull looking experience it was really colorful for the time uh yeah no i remember well i i, I remember whenever i thought about my um ps3 i always thought of like colorful uh colorful games um i mean i th i thought the same thing for um for xbox as well but i had um before i got my xbox out of my ps3 a wii and that was it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I because because uh, I played Ratchet and Clank and um, I burped. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't stop burping. Yeah, um, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jack and Dexter on you know PS2 and stuff like that. So I uh, and um, the uh, the Avatar game, the first, the one that came out with the movie. In two thousand nine. Oh, the I, I had the James Cameron. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That one. I had that for PS three as well. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I. It's always weird when when I hear that, just because I don't think any console besides probably what the your the oldest gaming consoles in history. Like, I mean, once you get to the once you get to the PlayStation up, I mean, you don't really have anything that's bland and not colorful. It was uh, more so for like the realism, the realism game. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Call of Duty. Uh, fucking. I just had the game in mind, and now it just fucking ran out the door. He said, "All right, you're gonna reference me in a few seconds. I'm out." Anyways, okay. there are some gray games in this time frame. Assassin's the... Creed. Assassin's Creed is very gray. I would say Resident it's, Evil uh, Four actually. Four is very gray as well. Uh, Resident but, Evil Five is very one tone. Resident Evil Six is very one tone. 
I, I would say, well, I say Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 is not as realistic. It is stylized realism yeah. <laughs> as well. But it's still it's still gray. Yeah. It's still gray. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the, the devs envisioned the main protagonist, Nathan Drake, as more of an everyman character uh, rather than Lara Croft, shown as clearly under stress in the games, many firefights with no special training, and constantly living at the edge of his abilities. Uh, yeah, Lara Croft is depicted as more of a professional, and like she knows what the fuck she's doing in the first few games. Uh, the, the first series of games, because the 2013 new ones and on. That's when she's young. Yeah, it's when she's young. It's when she's more like Nathan Drake. And uh, I prefer that one because I just like the character a lot more. I. They say he's an everyman character. He's doing a lot of stuff that a lot of men I know can't do. He's swinging from ropes, climbing all these ledges, surviving firefights. Nah, I can't do that. Can you? Yeah, I can. Why not? Okay. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Director Amy Hennig felt a heavily armored, tough-as-nails protagonist with a large weapon was not suitable hero and decided a tenacious and resourceful character would portray more human qualities. Supporting characters Elena Fisher and Victor Sullivan were included to avoid a dry and emotionless story. I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense, because if it was just Nathan... Don't think it would be as good. Yeah, I I don't think so either. I think uh, they they definitely have it's so it's so weird because they have a small cast, but like it's 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 fine. Yeah, yeah. The new hardware allowed for processes that the team had never used in PlayStation Two game development. And required them to quickly familiarize themselves with the new techniques. For example, parallel processing and pixel shaders. While Blu-ray afforded greater storage space, the team became concerned with running out of room several times. Uncharted used more bigger textures and than previous games and included several languages on the disc. Which is fucking crazy that they had all this brand new stuff uh, using... All this brand new room using the... Uh, blu-rays but they still ran out of fucking room just because of how fucking much uh details they had in this new game yeah nathan drake is voiced by nolan north which a le- voice acting legend uh, i if, when you think nolan north you think nathan drake and when you think nathan yes. drake's voice actor you think nolan north super simple and na- yourself- but now when i when i think of nathan drake i think of tom holland oh oh no Victor Sullivan is voiced by Richard McGonagall. I think of Mark Wahlberg. Oh, and Elena Fisher is voiced by Emily Rose. I did see the movie, so I don't know who plays her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if Ellen is in it. I don't know. She probably is. I know Ada's in it. Uh, I think Ada's in it. Not Ada. Fuck, that's Resident Evil. I can't remember the woman. Chloe. Chloe. There we go. I yeah. I was gonna say like I they I think they have her in it, which is which is. So weird that they have yeah. her before they have Alina. But to be fair, they also have a sequence in there that's not until the third like, game. Yeah, the third game. So I don't think they're doing any like playing by games shit. I think they're just like, you know, if they're going to recognize this from this game and this game and this. Why don't I just put it all together? And let's just listen to social media when they say, oh, yeah, Tom Holland needs to play Nathan Drake. 
Yeah. They look so similar. Yup. Yeah. I'm not very happy with the movie. I'm probably never going to watch it because it just feels disrespectful. Uh, it was re-released <laughs> on PlayStation 4 as part of the Uncharted the Nathan Drake Collection, a collection of the first three games before the release of Uncharted for A Thief's End. And I remember when this came out, I was thinking like, hell yeah, I'm going to get this. I'm going to play all of these games for A Thief's End. And I only played the first two because I waited too long to play the third one in the game. Uncharted 4 came out before I could replay it. <laughs> yeah, I remember Colt talking about that. He was messed up about it, too. He wouldn't yeah, stop was, crying. Yeah, I was punching the wall and the ground. Coach and P was like, what's got you down, son? And I'd say, skedaddle, man. I'm back and I'm ready to fight. Drake doesn't. Oh, fuck. Here's just some fun extra information that I thought was really cool. And I told Winslow about it yesterday. And uh, here's <laughs> a quote. Drake doesn't ever take bullet damage. The red UI that shows hits is to represent his luck running out. Eventually, enemies will get a clear shot and kill him if he takes enough near misses. Uh, Jonathan Cooper tweeted this on his Twitter at, at GameAnim. And uh, Amy Hennig responds by saying, True! That was the original intention. And then she continues to say, To stay more aligned with the spirit and tone of the films that we're homaging. Yeah. I, I thought that was extremely cool. I, I thought that was cool. I think it's I really funny that. that Nathan Drake is... a basically immortal because he can just have his luck reset by hiding in the corner. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he just has so much luck. Um, but eventually that luck runs out and what happens? He gets shot in the goddamn head. Gets his brains blown out. Does that mean if he stands still and is like when he's super fucking old at like 90, the Grim Reaper can't come and get him? Until his luck runs out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which... How's that ever happen? Um, I don't know. I, I just said, how does that ever happen? Why well, you sound so sad? Thinking about Nathan Drake dying. I don't want that to happen. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then there's another little quote because uh, whenever we first uh, were playing this, um, me and Tanner. Now Tanner was there for a for a first little section of it. Um, me and Tanner looked at it we were like wow this looks really good are you sure like we kept asking Cole, like are you sure this isn't like they didn't touch up on anything or is this just a pour and colt said it was just a pour they didn't really do much but to check to make sure if that was true because i had to know because it just didn't sound right i looked it up on their on the wikipedia page the development section of uncharted one in the nation drake collection the first uncharted required the most work this is from blue point um as it was the oldest game in the series according to thrush uh almost every system in uh, uncharted one was touched and that it needed the most love to get it to the state of how you remember it from the ps3 days thrush so, thrush really that's the that's the fucking person that reported on that yeah i that's mean a not very not the not the person. That's like I know the name it's the, of the organization. There's yeah. a. I, th I think that's strange because it's a. That's also a name for a yeast infection. I know. Uh, I know. That's why I was like, man, weird, but okay. Um, yeah. So there you have it. They did. They did work on it. Uh, 
it says almost now um it sounds like from what they said uh there was um there was a touch-ups on gameplay and stuff like that uh we don't know how much of uh graphically it was worked on but i'm gonna assume they did just because they almost worked on every single aspect of it so yeah it was not just a port cult so me and tanner were right i genuinely think that the visually though they did that much because we're gonna get into the reception uncharted drake's fortune received generally favorable reviews from game critics sitting currently at a score of 88 out of 100 on Metacritic for the original release on PlayStation 3. Game Informer complimented the visuals and dialogue between Drake and Fisher, calling them stunning, entertainingly respect... Uh, fuck. Entertaining, respectively. They stated that the production values appeared high, setting the level of detail and musical score. PlayStation e echoed similar statements about the visuals and compared the compared them to that of crisis uh so that's why i say that i don't think they visually touched up on it that much because at the time of its release it was visually the best looking game that you could find on consoles and other places that's why I, I say mean, I'm just, I'm know. just, I'm just telling you, man. This is what Blue Point Report said. They, touched I think the they game. did touch up on everything but visuals. I think you're wrong. I, I think you're wrong. I think you don't think anymore. I'm deleting your mind. Oh yeah, you're stupid now. <laughs> the, the overall presentation of the game received. Unanimous praise from critics who did recognize the game's high production values, describing them as top-notch, incredible, or comparing them to those found in Hollywood. So, yeah, even more so people being like, yeah, this shit is crazy, super high-quality, top-notch. When combined with the overall style of the game, this led many reviewers to compare and charted the summer blockbuster films with the action and theme of the game drawing comparison to Indiana Jones series and Tomb Raider. As part of the presentation, the game's story and atmosphere were also received well. The depth of the characters was praised, each having their own tone. The voice acting was also received well, as the cast nails its characterizations. Overall, the voice acting was described as a big star performance, superb, and stellar. Which, yes. And when I think of voice acting in video games... I don't really think of uh, many games that were time frame where I'm thinking, okay, that voice acting, holy shit, that was amazing. I feel uh... like this game really pushed voice acting to the forefront of uh, like how important it can be for a, a video game. Uh, I mean, Halo, Gears of War, um, Ratchet and Clank, um. Those games come to mind. Yeah. But also, you gotta also look at fucking Final Fantasy X. Not great voice acting, if you ask me. At least the English. I didn't play in Japanese, because... Well, Final Fantasy X isn't Halo, Gears of War, uh... or Ratchet & Clank. So, you know. Game designer Tim Schafer, well-known as a creator of early LucasArts adventure games, such as The Secret of Monkey of Island, has also lauded the game, saying... He liked it a lot, 
and jokingly thanked it for teaching him a new fashion tip with Nathan Drake's half tuck shirt. Which now Tim Schaefer only does that where he has a half tuck shirt in. He only does it, and it's actually strange because it's he makes sure for his profile picture on every single social media is a torso shot where it at least gets to to where's his belt buckle. It shows one half the shirt's tucked in. Yep. It's a very, <laughs> very fun thing. Thank you, Nathan Drake. He always, <laughs> he always says that. He always says that in this post where he's like, I got to thank Nathan Drake. Uh, it has now been uh, over a decade. <laughs> so fashion never changes for Nathan. He is style. Oh, my. Criticism of the game included some graphical issues such as texture popping and screen tearing. One of the more silly issues, this is me putting my opinion in here, was gameplay length. With the reviewers completing the game in anywhere from 6 to 10 hours. I, I genuinely think this time frame where video games were fucking... They were good and short, and they had a lot of replay value. Which I generally think that Uncharted 1 has pretty good replay value, because when I was little, I played the fuck out of it. Uh, I think this attribute uh, attributes for the time frame in the early 2000s to late... Two, not 2000s, 2010s to late 2010s, where every game was a massive open-world 60 to 100-hour experience. Because all these devs were like, uh, I'm paying $60 for this, so it better be over 60 hours. So you get an hour per dollar. I just think that's some bullshit. I, I, I'm not very big into that. I do love long game. I do love getting uh, bang for your buck, but I think that's a little, little bullshit. I mean, but does it really make sense, though, to pay $60 for a for something that's only two to three hours long? I mean, no. Because you don't even, you don't even pay that much for a movie. I, f I, not, this isn't two to three hours long, though. This is, uh, six well, to ten. I know, but, I, but you talked about how, you know, these developers thinking that if you're paying $60, then you gotta have more time in the game. And that's a fair thinking, because if you're paying that much for a game, you should be putting a lot of time in or you should there should be a lot of time getting put into the game like i i think that's a fair kind of thinking. i i agree with that i'm just saying like uncharted is a good game that has a lot of replay value like it's not a three-hour experience and most of the time with games like that they were fairly priced because i remember indie games that were like th uh three hours tops on playstation 3 you can get them for like 14 bucks, and now indie games are like 30 bucks. Yeah. So, I just don't, I just, I just, uh, I just want good games. I don't really care about length. As long as the game's fun, I have no care in the world. All right. So, I guess we're going to get into some sales numbers. Ready to learn about how good this game did? No, not ready? really. Okay. The game became one of the first batch of titles to be released as part of Europe's pl budget Platinum range, which is their best of uh, series where for the in the US, we'd have red cases for PlayStation 3 games and you can get them for like 20 bucks. 
of uh, best-selling titles and sold one million copies ten weeks after its release. So it did really well at the time frame. Sony announced at E3 2009 that Uncharted Drake's Fortune sold over 2.6 million copies worldwide and was a hit for the PlayStation 3. And this is the last uh, f- update that I could find, is that as of March 2015, Uncharted has sold 4.8 million copies. And uh, here's a little fun comparison to Naughty Dog's last release, non-remake game. The Last of Us 2 sold over 4 million copies in its opening weekend, and over 10 million by June 2022. So I'd say gamers have uh, increased here. Yep. Yeah, wow. Um, I can't really do any math there for you. Uh, Tanner could probably have some fun math for you there, but I, I don't, so I'm not gonna. Uh, but here's a fun fact. Uh, when the Xbox 360 launched in 2005, you know, that, that was when they um, introduced uh, in- achievements, and uh, for the longest time, Sony didn't wasn't going to do a system similar until 2009, uh, which is three years after the PS3 had come out for um to have the trophy system and they mandated all games going forward from that january will require trophy support and um now some some games that did release prior to this did not have uh did not require those fixes but uh uncharted was one of the ones where uh, they went back and added trophies um and it was the first game to have a platinum trophy Yup, and that's also another thing that goes into play as uh, I didn't have these fucking trophies on my account because when I played it on my profile, I didn't have the ability to earn fucking trophies. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Sony. But I'm very glad that they did add the trophy support because uh, let's just say that has absorbed a lot of my time over the last fucking nearly... What, like 17 years? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've been a trophy hunting a long time. Yeah, it's fun. It is very fun. I won't say that. It is very fun. Uh, also, another little uh, tidbit here. Um, in Japan, when the game was released, uh, all of the blood was removed. What? But uh, the gunplay was all the same, just no blood. But the thing is, is that there's barely any blood in the game. Yeah, you, the only blood I can think of that you see is like a little splash whenever you shoot someone. But there's, every, there, yeah, there, there's barely even that. Uh, but they removed it all in Japan. That's strange. It's very strange. Don't know why they did that. Because when I think of like Japanese games now, uh, we like, for example, Resident Evil Two. There's so bloody, blood, so much fucking <laughs> so blood. much blood. Uh, which is so funny. <laughs> and I feel like in like the old Silent Hills too, they're fucking bloody as hell. That's strange. They're very they're very disturbing. That. Yeah, I don't I don't either. Very weird. Very weird. Now we get into the experience overall. We're gonna hit you up with some more game information and the story. Yeah, but real quick, you're gonna shut the fuck up for this one, Colt. Okay. Cause I wanna read it. Okay. I wanna tell you. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, game is uh, made up of 22 chapters. It took us roughly six to seven hours to beat it on easy difficulty. Uh, it was a breeze, super fucking easy. Oh, um, yeah. Didn't die uh, once. 
Uh, don't know about that. So let's read off what Colt uh, has written here. Um, should mention Colt did all, almost all of the stock, like 99% of it. Uh, There's probably 1% where I added, edited, and stuff like that. So give a round of applause for Colt. Thank you, Colt, by the way. Yippee! Um, no, really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Colt. Um, so game starts with Nathan and Alina bringing up the supposed coffin of Sir Francis Drake. Uh, they soon discover that the coffin, which is part of Francis's elaborate treasure hunt that leads to the treasure of El Dorado. Inside the coffin is Francis, Francis Drake's uh, journey log diary. Um, if you don't know, El Dorado is the city of gold. Uh, it's a mythical city that uh, a lot of conquistadors and Spaniards um, throughout history have been looking for. Um, and this takes this takes that and kind of puts a spin on it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, some pirates attack the ship that they are on, blowing it up. Thankfully, Wingman, I'm going to read this word for word what Cole has written. Sully Marky Mark came to the rescue via plane. A small time jump happens where they are docked at a scenic island. Elena is seen talking to the people she works for on the phone. Um, Nathan and Sully decide to ditch her because it's far... Uh, it's not as risky to have her with them. So they go to find the lost gold of El Dorado. Yeah, I put Marky Mark because Sully is played by Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, which Marky I mentioned. Mark is the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's just it was just really funny reading that. Cause at first I thought, like, did he type this weird? But then I was like, <laughs> oh no, because Mark Wahlberg. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh once at the location with uh, the diary they have, they use that to uh, figure out the first puzzle uh, in the game, which was super easy. Um, nothing too crazy. There really isn't any puzzle in this game that's like super difficult. They're all fairly straightforward. I would say there's one that you find you have to do later in the game that's actually kind of not confusing, but like pretty well involved. Um, uh, Wenzel dies the most I've ever seen him die in a video game in the span of two minutes. Record breaking, really. That is true. I die a lot, and not because the puzzle was difficult or dangerous. It's just because um, the controls and were so janky. Because I had forgotten that you know when you're uh, with with something like this, your character when he to show that he needs to jump to the next kind of um platform or whatever you have to you have to make sure you're pointing him in that direction you can't just jump off and try to jump to it and that's what i was doing and i kept falling and dying yeah you died probably like 20 minutes it was it's not 20 minutes uh 20 times in such a quick succession okay, well, it was fucking crazy. exaggerating i died at least nine times uh-huh yeah yeah anyway um you both uh so Nathan and Solomon pretty much uh, don't really find much. So they leave and they come across um, or they, they make their way through and they come across a semi landlocked Nazi U-boat. Um, I said not... semi landlocked because it's like it's in water, but it's it is water. on land and it can't move. It's on um, it's it's pretty much um, there's a waterfall behind it. And in the middle is there's probably a name for this. So um, it's like a uh, like a brief reprieve before you get to the next waterfall. Um, but yeah. Um, 
so yeah, they're they're it's beautiful. You know, they're confused by how it got there. No, I, um, this is me. This is me putting uh, here because I said it was beautiful scenery, but confusing on how it reached there. Uh, Nathan said it must have reached there during the flooding season a while back. Uh, I never thought about it until this playthrough. How the fuck did it get there? I don't understand the flooding season. That means like there had to be a flood so fucking massive that it flooded up to this tip of this mountain, and it had to happen during World War Two ish, like six seventy years ago. Which, well, how the fuck did that happen? Well, no, not necessarily. So what could have happened is it could have been, um, if it it could have been near a coast. And whatever happened to it, um, you know, because obviously the crew, the crew's all dead when you go inside of it. Obviously, they can't be alive. Um, but there's there's clearly like punctures and torn like pieces of the submarine. So very obviously, it was probably in a battle. So it got sunk, and when it got sunk, it was probably cl close to a coast. If it's close to the coast of South America and it's connected to a river, more than likely, what's going to happen is it's going to that current is going to push it up and probably what happens it pushed it into the river and like he said during the flooding season it got pushed like all the way down pretty much down the river and at some point i mean because you're in the middle of the jungle i mean nobody would know or notice it just went down the river and then uh went down the waterfall and got stuck so i mean it, it's not it's not impossible for that to happen but the u-boat is uh it's fucking huge. Yeah, but there are very rivers can be very big. I mean, hell, we, we also this is to... an island. No, no, you're on you're on the continent of South America. Are you? Yes, for this first part with you. Oh and... yeah, the first part. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it is. It isn't until later when you're flying that you go to an yeah, island. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you're just, you know, you do you, you are using a boat. That's but that's also because you're near the coast. So you can, you know, I yeah. So, um, yeah. So there you go. Now you know how I got there. Are you less confused now? Uh, no, I just want to know why uh, the boat is so stinky. Cry because of all the fucking corpses. OK, I'm good now. Okay, uh, so yeah, uh, one of them has uh, old, uh, I guess you can probably say Spanish doubloons or, or um, old gold coins, and um, that uh, that empty from its corpse like Sonic the Hedgehog getting hit by Eggman. That is what Colt has written here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because as soon as like Nathan moves the body. Coins just start shat like showering out of this of corpse. It was a, uh, it was like that. It was like Eggman hitting him. Yeah, and uh, the captain's body is found with a map that gives him further information on where to go next. Uh, Nathan tries to talk to Sully on the radio, but he's being very quiet, and very suspicious. Uh, and as Nathan is trying to get out, he accidentally activates a torpedo before swimming away from the sub. Now, if you don't know, torpedoes, uh, they don't necessarily explode as soon as they are shot uh mostly what they do mostly what they do is that they can tend to um hit the side of a boat basically like shredding it and then they might explode 
um after or if it's like a direct impact they will explode but sometimes most a lot of the times torpedoes might just graze um might graze it and that also works in sinking other submarines and stuff but uh yeah so it just kind of sits there and it's a ticking time bomb uh you meet gabriel roman the man that solely has been just bitching about that he owes money to the entire game on uh, the entire first part um he followed solely because solely this is true now solely couldn't keep his big mouth shut daddy nathan isn't happy about this roman has hi his hired guns with him so there's nowhere to go uh roman steals one of the maps from you yeah um, roman's just being a sneaky little shithead like so he couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut and nathan's like i'm gonna have to punish you kitten daddy's not happy <laughs> you think you think nathan would be the dominant one uh 100 percent yeah, I, I even agree. though Sully is his father figure, Sully is his father father figure and a freak. But I think that Sully would be the kitten. Yes, I agree. yes, one hundred percent. Roman was going to shoot Drake, but Sully got shot instead. The U boat blows up immediately after giving Nathan a moment to escape. Sully's dead on the ground. Makes J Drake makes its way. Drake makes it away. Makes it away. I don't know why I got really confused about that. And immediately runs into Lena, who has been following their every uh, movement since uh, since they ditched her. So now she's going to help you fight through the jungle. You fight through a few skirmishes. Um, get it, You get out of the jungle. And then you are on a plane. Uh, you're flying by yourselves now with Alina. Um, and then you get shot down while you're trying to make it to an island and you both parachute out and uh you're both briefly separated to where nathan basically spends this next portion trying to reunite with alina um event and then it turns out roman is also on the island and uh, he is also trying to find uh the treasure while you're trying to look for her um you make it to a fort where you find Alina doing some shit uh, with her camera, you know, trying to get some cool shots. Um, uh, you try to uh, save her, uh, get into a fight. There's an explosion. You get knocked out. You end up in a jail cell. Um, Alina is throwing rocks at you through the window. She offers to rip the wall off as she walks away to find a way to break you free. Eddie Raja appears outside his cell. It's implied that Eddie and Nathan have some sort of past where they dislike each other. Eddie's being a dick while Alina is seen in the background hooking up some sort of... Um, gosh, what's it called? Um, it's a hook. It's a hook, whatever. Uh, to a Jeep where... Uh, she pulls out the wall. He jumps back on the Jeep and you have to defend the onslaught from the pirate vehicles using a mounted machine gun slash grenade launcher, which I didn't realize it was also a machine gun until I started pressing a different trigger. I thought that was pretty cool. And I didn't know it was a grenade launcher. So I, I think in yeah. my original playthroughs, I just used the machine gun. Yeah. Like it was pretty, it was really cool. It was, a, it was a very fun experience. Um, just uh gutting uh blowing shit up uh you eventually get cornered on a cliff where nathan being the genius he is decides to drive the jeep backwards off the cliff into a large body of water that has decided to flood an old city i don't know why did you because the water, water has is... a mind of its own true true all right what follows uh 
The super simple on-rails shooting section is easily one of the weakest points of the entire game. A sea-do racing through a sunken city. Um, yeah. I fucking hate these sections. I remember doing these sections as a kid, and I told Wenzel, I didn't realize you could shoot. I didn't realize you could fucking shoot. So I would always <laughs> just like zoom, zip, zip, zip through these areas without shooting. I, I don't know exactly how I did it because watching Wenzel do this was uh, bad. It's not Wenzel's <laughs> fault. It was uh, this area is just bullshit and the, the mechanics <laughs> are bullshit. Yeah, I I thought it was so funny when Colt told me that because I was like, wow, you you made that like a thousand times harder for you because yep. I, I will say having a grenade launcher that is unlimited ammo really helped, but it was still very much bullshit because there's no cover. If you bump into explosive barrel, that's it. You're done. And um, there will be guys with grenade launchers. As soon as they hit you, you're dead. You're done. It's over. So, yeah, uh, I did not like it either. And Just thank God up. that this is the last sea section. This is the last sea section. It's the only one of its kind. Thank goodness. Yep. Uh, after, after the terrible sea section, Nathan leaves Alina to guard the treasured sea to find a way into the nearby tower. You fight your way up to the tower, parkouring your way to a, a ship cargo ledger where you learn that El Dorado statue came through this port that you're at. I couldn't uh, remember. Is this where we learned that El Dorado is actually a statue or we think it's a statue uh or was that somewhere earlier no so in the very close to the beginning when you're with sullivan is when you find out it's yes uh, yes because it's being dragged you're right yeah i got it yeah because you find so so heads up sorry i don't we didn't explain this actually so El Dorado isn't a city, it's actually a statue. So what happens is you discover that El Dorado is being worshipped. It's a city, or it's not a, it's a statue that's being worshipped, and it was dragged, and you find the drag marks. Um, also, too, you look at uh, these, uh, I guess you can call them, uh, not artwork, uh, not hieroglyphics either. Uh, you basically look at wall art, and Sullivan's like, are those people? Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> who's worshipping that, st that statue? So, uh, yeah, so after ripping a drawing out of El Dorado out of the ancient precious ledger, they continue on their journey. Nathan has a That's that one thing that I remember uh, playthrough. I was thinking like, damn, Nathan, I thought you respected old shit, but no, you're ripping pages out of uh, a fucking priceless ancient book. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we talked about this quite a bit where we would be we would be, come across just ancient like books and in like movies or video games, you know, obviously to get the story going, they look, they have to look for the most important book, the most important, you know, document. Right. But then, but they don't care about anything else. It doesn't matter. And nothing else matters. But it's like, we were thinking like, damn, I would probably be trying to stuff my bag full of this shit. Like who knows what's in here? Who knows what information has been lost? You know, like, like even if it's not valuable, still think it'd be fun to read through the yeah shit. right like and then i also said it'd be cool to see the artwork like what art is in these books like who knows uh so yeah i just thought that was fun after ripping a drawing of eldorado oh i already read that um 
Nathan has to sneak to find a boat while Alina goes off to do the whatever the hell she is. You don't really know what she does. Oh, wait. Yeah, you do. What am I saying? You uh, learn you, what she does. You learn. You learn. As you make it to the boat and are about to ambush the pirates loading it up with goods. And I mean, you're ready. You're like, you're like getting pumped up. It's kind of weird. Nathan's getting super aggressive and he's like, I'm going to murder these pirates. I'm going to steal their wallets and I'm going to make sure that their families know that they're dead. He's ready. Uh, Elena comes out of nowhere spouting off that Nathan's going to want to see this. And she shows Nathan footage of who? Sully. Sully! Still alive, seemingly helping Roman find El Dorado. What the fuck, Sully? Marky Mark, how could you do this to us? Why would you betray me? I knew about the hate crimes, but I didn't know you were a fucking betrayer. <laughs> I didn't know you were a betrayer. <laughs> Easily the worst thing you could ever do. During Alina's interruption, the boat you were going to jack off drives off. I put that what? in there. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I said that. Uh, so now you have to push onward to find a different route on the way to your next destination. Destination. Route. You say Alina boat? warns the law. Alina warns the loss of her camera after dropping it because she was gonna die if she did it. <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah. over here like, oh, I can't drop my camera. But you fell through a fucking old ass wooden bridge and are about to die. And if you don't drop your fucking camera, you're going to die. Yep. So sucks. But yep. She's no lady. evidence now. So it didn't not, nothing. They did happened. That's what it means. Uh, you eventually make it to you guessed it. Another sea do section. But this time it is way worse. And you have to drive up 15 small waterfalls as you ping pong off of rocks only using a handgun. Okay, no lie. This section fucking sucked. Yeah, watching Wenzel do it. I was like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not still watch because <laughs> Wenzel was bouncing off the same fucking rock for like five minutes. He as is he's getting not blown wrong. up by a grenade launcher. There was a rock. That like I was trying to maneuver up because I couldn't maneuver the other waterfall because there was explosive barrels. So I was literally being ping ponged. It was so annoying. And all you have is a handgun. God damn. They should have gave you the handgun for the first sea do action. And this one is where you get the grenade launcher. I don't know why. They I don't know why order. you're going to make it harder. Like I, I it sucked. I, I did not like that section. Easily the worst section. Yeah, uh, I'm glad this is uh the, the joke from earlier is yeah, it wasn't the last Cedu section. Yeah. This, this is, is legit. This is legit the last Cedu section. Uh you find a pirate that has been impaled. Uh you're in the jungle by the way, back in the jungle. Um you find a pirate that's been No, I'm going to say it. Pirate. You're going to say you you find a pirate that's been impaled on a man-made trap made out of the wreckage of your crash plane. But it's weird because it definitely wasn't made by the pirates. And along with that, there's inhuman footprints. Huh? Uh -oh. Question mark. What does that mean? Humans have five toes. Why does this one have 16? Seven. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, it had like. It had like three or two. Something it like had that. a it weird was... foot. It had a, it had a foot. weird foot. Yeah. Uh, now is when the game gets hard because it, it introduces one shot kill enemies using deagles and there are just more en enemies everywhere. That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, you fight your way to Soli, chilling with the pirates, talking about a Filipina. A that was called a spinner. Sully's interrupted by the pirate before he is able to tell them why she was called a spinner. 
I was like, I was enough. listening. Why did you, what, did, what does that mean? What does that mean, Wizzle? Why did they call her a spinner? Because Sully was like, it's because she does a, she gets, and then like, he's like, shut the fuck up. Yep. So. <sighs> I don't know what a spinner means. I don't know either. But, uh, hey, Filipino representation. I don't, I don't know if it's just the best representation. I don't think so either. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they spot you eavesdropping, so now you have to kill everyone in the room. Also, this is why we keep referencing Sullivan being a fucking freak. Um, yeah, because he's a little sex uh, freak. He loves it. He loves, he wants it to spin on it. Yeah, I guess that's what that means. <laughs> okay. Uh, once everyone is dead. <laughs> I didn't read this. What? What? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let me get my bearings. <laughs> Once everyone is dead. <laughs> Nathan makes love to Sully after they talk about how he survived. The bullet was stopped. The bullet that shot Sully the art was stopped by Frank Francis Drake's diary. Yeah, so <laughs> Nathan once <laughs> they, they just they just made sweet love. That's uh, that's all I can do. That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, because like, they like Nathan saw he's alive and he ran to him and like Lena was there watching. It was a really beautiful scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like the sex scene from uh, the Last of Us Part Two. Which one? Oh, the one with Abby. Which one? There's only one with Abby. Oh, I guess that must have been a, a dimension jump. My bad. Uh, shut up. You're not dimension dump jumping. Um, you know, the one where fucking they're. they're yeah, in the boat. <laughs> yeah, they're in the boat and they. Yeah, they, yeah. They're kind of they're kind of fighting each other, but not really. They're fucking. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what's happened here. Um, <laughs> you know, now that I'm thinking about it, that would be such a fucking funny. Like, it'd just, be so funny if you did that, Naughty Dog. It would be so funny if Nathan Drake and Sullivan were animated over Abby and oh god, I can't remember his name. Um, the dude. Oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. He's just like so not important. Like he's not even a person. I can't he really, remember his name. He really, oh God, what's his name? I want to say Josh, but I know it's not that. Joel. Yeah, it's Joel. It's Joel. Ugh, no. Okay. Anyway, back to the story. After a few baby difficulty related puzzles, rated puzzles, the gang finds a secret passage that Nathan goes through solo. Oh, and also, uh, Sullivan has been alive because. Uh, we tell you why he's been alive, but what he's been doing is he has been helping Roman, but kind of. Um, kind of misleading him um, hoping that eventually Nathan will find him yep. um, yeah so there's that after the large underground section you make it up top outside of a massive church that you have to make it inside once inside you have to fight through more men solve a quick puzzle to leave the church the part this part is a lot longer than it seems from this quick explanation it's a lot of combat and parkour with little story input yeah it was pretty long yeah because I like this is just a lot of quick information because this is it's a very long chapter section whatever you want to call it it's just a lot of parkour and combat like mm. i said 
Is this wait? Is this the one with uh with the numbers? No, that's okay. later. Okay. All right. When leaving the church, you are now an old graveyard. You find Sully and Alina inside an old room where you got to rotate these stones and another very simple puzzle. That's true. Once the puzzle is solved, Nathan and Alina just jump, just throw human remains on the ground so they can walk through the newly opened passage. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, like Nathan's like, oh, shit, new secret passage. And he's throwing like old bones on the ground, like boom, boom, boom. And he picks up the skull and slams it against the wall. He's like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so Alita and Sullivan get excited too. So they start grabbing skulls and start throwing them on the walls as well. <laughs> that is story accurate. Uh, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the grave defilement we were talking about. Um, so once through, they accidentally activate a trap, shutting the passage. They just went through. Sully is safely pushed back where they came from before he gets crushed. Now it's just you and Alina working your way through a room of stairs and swinging death traps. Yes, this is it. Uh, yep. Wenzel died in this room so many times. Yes, but not... Well, yeah, it's from the it's from the swinging death traps. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say this is probably the most involved puzzle, just because it's a lot of running around the room. Yeah. That's, that's literally it. It's just running around the room following numbers. I... I it wasn't bad. It's just it doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> no. I mean, you're supposed to follow the two, five, and seven. And when you do that, you're just. You're following it and you're, you're trying not to get killed by these very finicky uh, swinging death things. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it was just slightly annoying, but. It was still fun, I would say. Yeah. Uh, through the massive room of many stairs, you find the body of old grandpappy. That's right, Francis Drake. Dude was just chilling in this one spot for nearly like 500 years. Uh, Nathan decides to leave his ring on him, returning the family heirloom for some fucking reason. Yeah, I, I never understood this part. Like, who who gives a shit? He's dead. What is He's, this? He don't want it. He doesn't want it. What, is it, what the fuck is he going to do with it? Also, too, he had his sword out. Looked like he was fighting something when he died. Yeah, question mark? Question mark? Mm -hmm. Now they have to figure out a way out of this pit. So Lena climbs up to this crane to help lift you out of this pit. While she is gone, a sudden cut happens, and our old pal Eddie runs in the room with one of his goons, clearly spooked by something. Now, I will say, this is interesting, because as soon as this happens, the cut is so sudden and so jarring that Cole is like, did you skip something? And I was like, no. Like, we, it literally just cuts. Yeah, because I, I looked at uh, another playthrough on YouTube, and uh, to, I got to this part, and I was like, yeah, that it was just a weird fucking sudden cut where there's an explosion, and Eddie and one of his goons is with him. It was very... This is the only place in the game where it feels choppy. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, These goblin vampire men drag Eddie's goon into the abyss, and the horde mode begins. It's not a bit. Uh, it basically is a horde mode. You and Eddie join in a temporary alliance to fight off these supernatural creatures. Eddie shortly falls the same way his goon did. Now it's just you defending yourself from these creatures. Alina finally gets you up after what feels like forever. Um, yeah. Yeah, because so she's like taking her sweet time getting this one fucking crane to get this little fucking rope to get you up. We, which is funny because if we think about how technology how technology was back then 
this thing had to be fucking simple, right? <laughs> yeah, it had to be extremely simple. Like, Alita's just stupid. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Because old technology's weird, you know? So, um, yeah. So this is where we get, like, the supernatural element of this, which I, I do remember, like, initially watching this play, and it was like, never would have guessed that we get these... Um, we say vampire, I just say that because they remind me so much of the creatures from the descend, the descent. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what they look like. They have pointed ears. They have sharp teeth. They're hairless. Um, they have less, they're like fingers and toes are like fused together. They're these weird, like mutant vampire monsters. Yeah. And, they're not uh, like when they're not vampire. They're just feral. Yeah. Stuff. They're just feral. Because they a lot of vampires look like them, you know, the descent, this, yeah, Dracula from the last voyage of the Demeter, like Red literally Fall. This, Redfall, literally they all look like this. Nosferatu, I mean shit. Anyway, yeah, so there's that. Uh now that you're both safe from the creatures, you have me you have made your way into an old Nazi naval base, which is honestly where this U-boat probably came from. From um from uh from the first part of the game is that it literally probably because it was unmoored it literally got swept out to sea and then um just but i say that though i did say earlier it was battle damaged so i don't know exactly like i mean you know, it could have just been rust uh, it's, it's been in a it, very humid environment for 70 years yeah that's true but also too there was a crew in it so like did the crew accidentally get swept into sea while they were in it and then it just got trapped and they sunk? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So also anyway. it could just be a supernatural thing considering there's creatures. Oh yeah. A fucking what? A wind, a divine wind blew that shit onto a waterfall that had it semi landlocked. That's stupid, Colt. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> what right. is your problem? I'm what sorry. Let's get back you, to the magic. No, no, no. Curse. You put you put together this doc together, and you come up with that bullshit. I've I've lost <laughs> a, little, a little respect has been lost for you. Anyway, Alina is too chicken to do some sick parkour, so she makes Nathan go turn on the power by himself. Exploring the old base, you find even more of these little bastards. Thankfully, the dead Nazis left a ton of MP40s on the ground, so ammo was never an issue. You find the generator, turn it on after a long and very tedious fight. If these fuckers hit you twice, it's lights out, and you gotta start back at an annoyingly far back checkpoint. Not too far back that you lose too much progress, but just enough to tick you the frick off. That is true. It was very annoying. Um, I will say this too. MP40, probably, besides the explosives, is the best gun in the game. Yeah, they wait to give you the best gun in the game until you're fighting these fucking little shits. Yeah, because like there's uh one other SMG and it sucks ass. It, it's terrible. Yes, it's really I bad. Uh while trying to make it back to Alina, you come across an old projector showing footage of El Dorado and a man chained to a pillar that's grabbing out at the camera like a zombie. A note from Francis Drake reveals that El Dorado is a cursed sarcophagus. Opening the sarcophagus released some kind of evil that turned the men uh, that opened it into all the creatures that you just spent the last hour killing. So all of the creatures that you've been fighting are either Nazis or old Spaniards. Yep, so they can live forever as long as they're not unloaded on. 
Yeah, as long as they're not shot in the fucking head, uh, they'll live forever. <laughs> you fight through more of the ancient turn Spaniards and eventually make it to a control room opposite the one that Alina is in, but she isn't alone. Roman and his goons are holding her hostage so that Nathan uh, stops coming after them. This entire last section of the game is pure combat. You fight your way to Soli and help him kill off everyone outside the massive church from earlier. Now you have to go back inside the church to move an altar to reveal a different hidden path. Also, this is where we get introduced to another type of enemy, which is a slightly armored, uh, more armored uh, goon. Um, because you control, you shoot them in the head, but they have a helmet. So yeah. to get a perfect headshot on them, you have to shoot the helmet off and then shoot them in the head again. Yeah, is, it, it's yeah. not hard. It's just an extra tedious thing. Yeah, it's not bad. Once down the hidden path, you come across Roman, his goons, Alina and Eldorado. Roman being the idiot he is, he's told by his right-hand man, Navarro, to open the sarcophagus and listens. He is quickly turned into one of the creatures and staggers before towards Navarro, where he gets blast, head blasted off by Navarro. Surprise, Navarro was the bad guy all along. Wow, 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 wow. Because it was such a surprise. Navarro, the guy that barely said anything this entire game, other than getting bullied by his boss, is the bad guy. <laughs> now, it's, it's, it is funny because, like, they're, they were both characters driven by greed. Um, Gabriel and Navarro. Yes. Uh, it's just that one of them uh, was thinking on a bigger scale of, like, let's say, turning... Eldorado into a biological weapon to use against other countries. So, yeah, yeah, almost Resident Evilly. Yeah, pretty much. Um, which was interesting. Uh, it was literally, yeah, it was literally just a corpse in there, and then, um, Gabriel like just smoke comes off, comes off of it like a magical yeah. smoke. Yeah, Gabriel breathes it in, and uh, he becomes a monster. And then also, too, he luckily just closes it so it doesn't spread anymore for some weird reason. Um, yeah. So you have to quickly rush to the sarcophagus before it is airlifted by the helicopter so that you can jump onto it and hit your ride. During the brief helicopter ride, Alina kicks a man that was shooting at Nathan out of the helicopter. Uh, following the man, shoots the pilot of the helicopter, making it crash onto a ship that Navarro is planning to use to get away. The final battle begins with you fighting off waves of enemies on a rail-like system, slowly pushing up after all the enemies are dead, and Navar Navarro Scooby-Doo runs away. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of similar to like an arcade cabinet action game where you like move section by section until you clear out the enemies. It was yeah. actually it's actually kind of nostalgic. That is, and um, Navarro has a bullshit shotgun that will kill you in one shot, no matter what. So you have to hide at all times. Why his laser is active? Yeah, uh, the, fight... the only time you can come out is when that laser's fucking gone to shoot his stupid little goons. It's not yeah. a hard section; it's just bullshit. If you're out for like one second too long, you're dead. Pretty much. Um, the fight is eventually a one v one on a helipad where you have like a it's like a quick time event kind of uh, where you have to uh, beat him up, punch him. Uh, you have to dodge, run up to him. Um, twice to finally beat the game by beating him unconscious. Nathan's a good guy, so he quickly runs to check on Alina that has been unconscious the entire time in a currently on-fire helicopter. When removing her from the copter, Navarro returns to his feet, clearly a little stunned. Nathan acts fast. After noticing that Navarro was standing at the loop that is holding the sarcophagus, Nathan pushes the helicopter 
off dragging Navarro down to the bottom of the sea, along with the legendary gold of El Dorado. Um, what a way to go. Just fucking drowning. <laughs> yeah, that's always been a terrible uh, thought is uh, I remember learning about something like this with the uh, mafia stuff where they're like, well, put cinder blocks on your feet and drag into the bottom of the ocean while you're still alive. That sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, it's like, do that. what is it? It's like uh, concrete shoes. Yeah, 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 that. Yeah, awful. Uh, Elena gives Nathan the ring that he left on Francis back to him, signifying that she does want to marry him. Um, Sully pulls up in a dinky little boat with a decent stash of treasure. At least they didn't get out empty handed. And Lena and Drake are seen leaning on the edge of the boat. Elena says that Drake still owes her a story. Drake tells her he's good for it as the boat drives off into the sunset. It's not the sunset. I said sunrise on purpose because the sun was rising. See, it looked like it was setting for me. It, it wasn't because if you fast forward into the uh, earlier parts of the fight, it's darker and the sun is coming up. So it's the sunrise. See, I. Honestly, it just seemed like it was just a thick fog. <laughs> but uh, fair enough. Either fair way, enough. they drive off into the sun. Yeah, where they uh, where they burn up and die. Rest in peace. No more games. No more. But yeah, that's the story. That's the whole story. I uh, hope you liked us retelling it for you. Um, whole uh, all spoilers, by the way. Uh, if you're made, yeah, I forgot. Far. We're supposed to say spoilers. We're hey, supposed to say anyways. spoilers. Sorry about that. Um, but the, this game is uh, it's not because it's old, but it's because the story is not that complex, really. It's it's not something completely new. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is where we get into our, um, uh, initial thoughts. Uh, we've already addressed how long it's been since you've played this game, how long it's been since I've watched somebody play it. Um, what do we feel about the characters and the performances? Like I said before, it's a small cast. Uh, how do we feel about them? I really love Nathan. I think Nathan Sully are really cool characters. I really enjoy them. I feel like Elena is like underused here uh she is more annoying than anything and uh, i feel like that's not really fair because she is better in future games um yeah i uh i mean nathan is uh just as they had said very much your everyman kind of blank slate hero i guess nothing too crazy um it is yeah i mean he doesn't do anything insane i mean he does like you know if you're i mean if you're like if you're a guy who's probably built i guess just a little bit who, who probably has like probably works at the gym you know every week five times a day or five times a week maybe and uh you know, you have the budget to go on adventures, and sure, you're this is the everyman. No, yeah, yeah, anybody no. can do this. No, I mean, he doesn't do in, incredibly like insane stuff, you know, but he does do some stuff that obviously require a little bit of like athleticism. Like, I don't climbing. think it's a little bit, I think it's a, a lot. lot, a lot. You're right, a lot of athleticism. Um, now they do mention though that like, uh, they they also try to make you kind of like feel this, uh, his age and they they age him up throughout the games which i think is interesting too um but it definitely dude is like very athletic 
to to do any of this but you know again not super not super serious tough as nails there is a really good moment too where um he talk he's talking to alina and alina still wants to pursue this story during the game but he doesn't he's just like this is no there's no reason to die for something like this which i think is like a really good um really good moment i think of like understanding that wow this guy is an adventurer is an explorer um he feels he still very feels very real and and, and it's funny because when I, that happened i was like damn that's kind of that's out of character for nathan because <laughs> in future games he he's all about like i gotta do this i'm gonna kill myself and uh <laughs> that's very much him and not yeah in, in the scene he's like i don't want to die i'm out of here yeah that's what i also thought was interesting too because i was like i thought that was like out of character but i can't i couldn't really remember so i didn't want to say that but yeah i definitely felt a little out of character but i think it really plays also too in the stylized realism aspect of this of being like of being like that um in that genre uh sullivan's fun uh he's a grumpy old man who is pervert. yeah he's a pervert uh who has a cigar Oh, sorry, bourbon. God, sorry. Um, yeah, Alina, the characters aren't that complex yet. I'll say that. Yeah, I would say Alina. I I didn't find her annoying. I thought she was. Uh, I thought she was fairly fun. But honestly, she's so underused that I can't say much about her. Honestly, yeah. Really. Um, Gabriel Navarro, Eddie. You know, they're your basic bad guys. Yeah. There's history. That's kind of it. Uh, nothing too crazy. I mean, you don't really get into anything kind of interesting until you get to Navarro when he um, when he talks about like how much money he can make by like who he sells this to. I thought that was interesting. That aspect. Other than that, nothing too crazy. But the performances, I mean, the performances are pretty like 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 we said um, or like it said before, the actors really nailed down the characterizations of their characters that they're playing um and even though this game was remastered i definitely do feel like because there was motion capture i definitely feel like the um the facial animations were very good for the time oh yeah naughty dog top of the line that came to playstation uh so that that stuff makes complete perfect sense and uh it's weird uh, thinking about how uh, fucking what is it called? L.A. Noir was considered peak motion cap, and that came out like two years later, and it looked fucking freaky. No, it came out. It came out four years later, didn't it? No, it came out like oh fuck. When did it come out? When did L.A. Noir come out? I feel like it came out in 2011. Let me see. L.A. Noir checking. Oh, my God, it did. What the fuck? Told you. Yeah. Yeah. 2011. Huh. Right. Yep. Um, which, I mean, it, it does take it a little a little bit further, but it's still very janky. Oh, yeah. With L.A. Noir. I will say that. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I would say, like, with how with reviewers um saying how solid those performances are um yeah i would agree they're they're very good they're very good amen uh, this is this is how nolan north gets a start and for good reason um or becomes a bigger name sorry becomes yes. a bigger name uh now talking about gameplay uh gunplay 
enemies AI, enemies AI controls, puzzles, environment level design. Uh, what 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 did we think about that? What did we like? What did we not like? Um, since Cole, I know you play this a lot, but you watch me play it. Is there anything you'd like to address about this? Uh, I think uh, I enjoyed the gunplay. It's very simple. It doesn't have to be anything super crazy because gunplay is just it's just something simple now it, it, it's been a thing in gaming for a long time at this point even it looks uh fun still uh the enemy ai was uh it was a little stupid and but it was also funny but i think that's part of the uh fun of that's this part game. of the charm and uncharted of uh the yeah. charm uncharted is how fucking stupid the uh, AI can look. Because once you shoot someone, they ragdoll like crazy. Or once you're shooting at them, they'll just be like dodging bullets after like one second after you shot in that one direction. Or they'll just be dodging randomly. Or they'll just come out of the corner shooting every direction. It's just fun action movie uh, goon tropes things going on there. It's, I think it holds up. A little. I, I do think there is some dated shit with the cover system and the puzzles being made for fucking toddlers. I, other than that, I think it really does hold up. I mean, I can't really say gamers are smarter than toddlers. That is true. That is very true. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, since I got to actually have my hands on it i mean gunplay is super fun um there's so really there's any of the guns except for the mp40 and the grenade launcher all the guns do the same damage yeah there's no like this handgun does one shot one kills or two shots one kills not one kills two shots to kill no, the handguns do the exact same amount of damage. It takes three bullets to kill. Yeah. No matter uh, it, what. It, it isn't until you get to, like... Like, so there's, like, there's like two different handguns. There's two different, like, uh, large-caliber handguns, which is the Deagle, and... So we're saying Deagle means Desert Eagle. I don't know if we ever said that. Yeah. Um, Desert Eagle and uh, a big revolver. So those... Those are, like, one-shot kills. And then... Oh, sorry. There's also a sniper rifle. My bad. Sniper rifle, MP40, and grenade launcher. Um, There's also there. a uh, Mac 10. Yeah, and then the Mac 10. But that SMG sucks ass. Yeah, it's really um, bad. Yeah, and uh, and then the assault rifles. There's an AK and an M16 or M4. My bad. Um, well, no, it might be M16. Anyway, no, it's an M4. M4. Okay. Um, they do the same damage. It's just that the M4 has a smaller spread while the AK has a wider spread, but they shoot at different speeds as well. But again, they do the same damage. There's two shotguns and they do the same damage. So there's no, there's no differentiating between the guns and that's fine. The only thing that's different with these guns is like the more modern guns at the time frame are later in the game because they're considered better and they hold more ammo. That's it. That's it. So it's nothing crazy, and that's fine. You know, I mean, gunplay is still fun. I mean, I was I was still struggling and uh, trying to get headshots 
um, just because it does feel slightly satisfying. Um, but Cold is right, though, with the AI. Like, I do think that's kind of smart with the AI. Like, you shoot next to them, you miss, but they'll but they react so late to it because they're like, oh shit, like a bullet just whizzed by me. So I think that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Um, and it's very much, I think plays on the action movie trope of like all the characters being shooting everywhere, ridiculous. And what was so fun too, is Colt told me like when they die, they will do like these different like references or different crazy like death animations. And it's true. Like, I mean, some of them get pretty, get pretty dramatic with it it's very funny and then when they're shooting they also get very dramatic very like gung-ho funny it's all part of the charm it's done on purpose i will give it that it's very fun very cool um controls are janky as hell uh it is the first game uh like i said before with me climbing and dying so much it's because of that um the random perspective changes can happen too it's it's kind of it's very annoying it's, it's very yeah uh puzzles there's nothing really too complex about them except for the one with the numbers on the floor or not on the floor in the room they have to follow other than that they're very simple nothing crazy uh the environments uh it's i mean it's all pretty much one environment until you get to like the sub base yeah the sub base yeah pretty much it's um, pretty i'll say that it, it looks really nice it's just uh not much variety which you don't really need variety with this game yeah it, yeah um and that goes into the same thing with level design it's it's not much variety uh, should say the same thing about the enemies as well not much variety in enemies um other than the the vampire or the mutant vampire guys which when those appear i mean there's literally three different colors for them and that's kind of it um not much variety and that's fine um other than that i mean it's not like yeah it's very um it's very straightforward simple it's a first game so i can't really be too harping on it too much um and we beat it in a in a nice cushy six hours so yeah and we were playing on the easier difficulty it definitely would have taken us a little bit longer if and, uh, and, we tried the harder ones yeah and if you're just trying to like have some fun and understand the story i mean there's no reason to go anything harder i mean yeah yeah so uh what do you think about the score the sound design what do we oh think about the that? fucking score beautiful i love the epic music when i think uncharted i think of the epic music and that's because of the work of the let me scroll King right of the Hill. No, yeah, that <laughs> Greg Edmondson, his work in the first three Uncharted games are just super epic, super awesome. And I just fucking love it. Uh the sound design was really good as well. I enjoy the sound of the way the uh handguns uh not handguns, just the guns in general make very satisfying noises. And when you uh, operate the menus, I really enjoy the like clicking sounds. And like the sounds of like treasure as you just like click through the menus. It's just very, it's a nostalgic experience for me because I just, the sounds are so nice. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Um, yeah. Sound design was good. Uh, I, I, I like the sounds as well. The music uh, was good. I just, I will say there were some sections where the music would get so fucking loud. It was driving me insane. 
Yeah, like, the music did get real fucking loud. Like, holy shit. Like, I was like, what? They got to calm it down with this. Um, I also want to know what the fuck they used to record a lot of the ambience. Because there's like guinea pig sounds. There's bat sounds. Oh, there's monkey yes. sounds. Yes, that, that was one of the things I was going to talk about. Is like so many animal sounds. Like, I mean, there's like crows. There's guinea pigs. Like, like Colt said, it, it is so many sounds and we were like we kept like screaming like where's that coming from who is saying this um, i think i even heard big cat sounds as well i think so too i i am pretty sure we saw or heard an uh mixed source of animals which they are you know south in America. the jungle Makes sense. yeah um yeah also should mention too when you're looking for uh treasure um it's like a like a shiny little glint. Um, I think they could have done a little better on that. I don't know. I can't remember how it is too much in the later games, but it's I, it's still the same. Yeah, uh, it's not too bad. So I'll, I'll give that too as well. Um, how was the final section? Um, I feel like it can be a slog depending on the kind of person you are, because I know people don't like the onslaught of enemies. Some people don't. Uh, but it just depends on who you are, really, because it can feel like just like Jesus Christ. They're really throwing a lot at you here. Uh, but I really don't hold an opinion against like how sloggy it could be be here, because I I'm I'm indifferent when it comes to uh, killing hordes of enemies. Um. Yeah. I. I'm. I, maybe maybe that indifference could be kind of an opinion in itself in like um eh, like an indifference to or an opinion of maybe like well maybe it's not necessarily a good thing maybe yeah because should... you're not changing it up at all like you're yeah. just using the same tactic over and over again it's entire game you mostly used a handgun uh, just because it was so much easier to get headshots with a handgun than any other weapon. Yeah, but and then though that handgun you use eventually ammo becomes scarce for it, and I was constantly having to swap between different uh, different shit. Um, I, I remember too whenever I got the MP40, I was I I held that on I held on to that for a while because there was so much goddamn ammo for it, and you know there was um it was the perfect weapon to use in that section, which I, I enjoy. Um. Yeah, so maybe like maybe that says it something in itself. Um, I kind of I'm kind of in the same boat. Like it's not really a slog to me, but at the same time, it's just kind of like yeah, kind of have to do it. Whatever. Um, I I don't mind. Like I said, the 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 part on the boat where you're moving from section to section to section, I I felt very nostalgic. I didn't hate. I kind of you know it's not bad. Um, there was a part in there though when you're trying to get the sarcophagus. Uh, to jump on it that solely is supposed to cover you and i kept dying because like colt said these these fucking mutants will hit you twice and you die and there's like a whole section where like seven of them start running up to you and it's just like what the hell so like and if you're unlucky and two of them do the attack animation at the exact same time it's you're dead you're dead hit, and you're dead. And it's timed, so you have to make sure you get pa you have to run to get to the sarcophagus or else it will get lifted up so it's really I, I don't like that. I didn't like that level as well. I thought that was bad. Um, so I guess what like probably can say like 
maybe three to four out of 22 levels were probably really bad. Um, in my opinion, chapters. Yeah, I would say that probably. Um, yeah, uh, so after 16 years of this game being out, how does it hold up? How does it... Uh, this game for the even for the time being the first in a franchise does it still contain the quality as we know naughty dog to have with games today how how does it how does it hold up i don't think it's the same quality as modern day naughty dog but that's just because i don't think the team was as skilled as they are now or they didn't have the right technology the same technology they don't have it back then that they have now it's it's just about an evolution here. Yeah, yeah like, but, but like, it was great um, for the time frame. The time yeah. frame, don't get me wrong. This was like, whoa, what the fuck? But now it it holds up in like if you force yourself to be like, okay, this came out in 2007. I'm going to have to like understand that it came out in 2007. So there's going to be some 2007 baggage with it. Yes. And, uh, and it does have it, which isn't bad because it was still very fun. Yeah. Like, because we have these, we have a lot of reception being like, you know, this feels like a triple, this is a triple A project. This feels like a Hollywood film, a blockbuster, you know, and this did come out in 2007. Of course, it doesn't have the same quality as the games of today, including from Naughty Dog has, but you know, does it, does it still hold, hold the, um, the same praise? as it did then that we can understand it having then. Yeah, I, I understand. I completely get it. Why it was uh, yeah. praised so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 um, you know, watching it, uh, watching it played then and actually getting to play to it now. I mean, I, um, I get it. Like I, I understand completely. It definitely has that action film vibe to it. That that blockbuster type of development. I get too. Like at the time with technology and budgets. Like I mean, it was on, um, it was on the rise, and there was it was a lot for them to do at the time. So yeah, yeah, I definitely feel that. Hell yeah! Like uh, we're at the final section. I think it's time we talk about it. Let's uh. What do we rate this game on a 10-point scale? We do it every single uh, big game review we talk. Uh, do you have a score, or do you want me to go? I do have a score. <laughs> All right. You want to go? Yeah, I think I'll go. I go. think I'll go. Um, and we should also mention, too, like, do we consider this uh an essential game um as well so my score out of 10 is a 7.5 out of 10 all right okay do i consider this an essential game uh yeah if you're just starting the franchise and you're wanting to get into playstation exclusives i think i think it's uh you have to play it i think you have to play it yeah, I'm just going to tell you if I think it's essential or not. I do think it's essential. I, I do. It's it's really good. It holds up still from like PlayStation exclusives from that time frame. Because uh, I can't think of like Ratchet and Clank does hold up 
but I can't think of any other PlayStation exclusives from that time frame that like really stick out that uh, hold up. But then again, they aren't really re-releasing them. So I don't yeah. really know. It's been so they, long because I'd really love to play yeah. Killzone and Resistance. And Resistance, yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, and those uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank games, Future Tools of Destruction and Crack in Time. I'd love to replay those, but I don't abs- plug in my yeah, PlayStation 3. Absolutely. But, but, you know, Uncharted is a classic PlayStation game. Yes, 100% so. classic I highly recommend you check it out. It's a fun time. Don't expect to get your mind blown, but expect to have a little fun. Yeah, uh, what's your what's the score? My score is a 7.8 wow. of 10. Wow. It's, okay. Because it, it's, it's just short of being a, a great game. Because I I consider eight being like great, and I consider seven to be good. Yeah, yeah, no, um, goodness, I I honestly thought you were going to give it a higher score. I thought you were going to no, no, no. give it an eight, but honestly, we're both on the same page. Seven, wow, that's awesome. Uh, so average, uh, it's a seven point six five. Yup. So, Which is yeah. completely fair and respectful. Completely fair. Uh, it's been 16 years. You can't expect it to hold up that well. Yeah, but well, I say that, but then again, there's some games that hold up so fucking well, and they're like 30 plus years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, that's that's you know the whole point of backlog, boys. We got to go through the backlog, and uh, we gotta you know we gotta check them out and see how these games hold up now, and play the games that. Uh, we we've been we've been uh meaning to play, or you've yeah. been meaning to play, or you. So yeah, yeah, and we're gonna get Tanner in on it at some point. Uh, because like I said at the beginning, we're going to get uh the rest of these on here, and I I want Tanner to know at least what the hell's going on here with this first game because I can't remember the story exactly, but I. F- takes uh uh future games will take some lucas my dog is going crazy uh <laughs> it takes some information from this game and uses it yeah in the future game yeah oh yeah i want to play the rest of this series and i think tanner would really enjoy the later uncharted games this one i don't i don't think he'd care uh that much for i don't i just feel like it's too simple for his uh brain he needs something again, more complex. <laughs> it might be just right for him because he's so stupid. I don't Jesus, know. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's Uncharted. That's One. Uncharted. Drake's fortune. Yeah, now, what was his fortune? It, uh, the... The friends. Friends we made along the way. Now, what's next on the block? Because next month is a special month. Everyone. It's Halloween. The birthday of pumpkins. And of Satan. Nah, pumpkins. Cooler. Pumpkin orange. So, can't refute that. Uh, We're (laughs) going to be doing two main episodes. We've talked about this in our last episode. And uh, this, we're going to go ahead and tell you the first one. The first one we're going to do at the middle of the month. And that is Scorn for the Xbox Series X. Or we played it on the S. 
but yeah. Series X and S. Soon yeah. to be on PlayStation, which we'll cover that. We'll cover all that details. I shouldn't have told you that. Now you know too much. Now I just removed content from that episode that we're going to still bring up for that episode. So, yeah. wow. Yeah, so uh, if everything goes to plan, that will release on October 11th. So um, stay tuned for that. Uh, let's just say I have a lot of things to say about Scorn. <laughs> yeah, and I'm very interested because Wenzel was telling me stuff about I'm like, yep, didn't gather that. So I'm interested in to hear more. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess it's time to plug it. Plug it, Dougie. All right. Well, um, you can follow us, the Backlog Boys, on Twitter uh, at Backlog Boys Pod. Uh, are we on? Are we on Blue Sky yet? We're not on Blue Sky, right? I don't think so. Yes, we are. We are on Blue Sky. I just opened up Blue Sky. We're on Blue Sky AYCH podcast. Oh, but what about Backlog Boys? We are not on there. Yeah, that's what I that's what I asked. Shit, you, I'm sorry. That's what I asked, you punk bitch. But okay. I'm sorry. Uh yeah, so uh but if you're on Blue Sky though, go check out like he said, we're on there, uh AYCH podcast. Um go follow AYCH podcast uh on Twitter as well. Um but back to backlog boys. Um, you can go and listen to our past episodes where you've covered a bunch of gaming news, what we've played before, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we have a past episodes that we've, again, where we talk about games. The most recent and last one we have is Hi-Fi Rush, as Colt said, from earlier this year. So go check that out. I wasn't a part of that, but I, I'm sure it was great. Um, go check out uh, AYCH extra with an X on Twitter as well. That's where all the extra stuff, that's our extra feed. That's where it gets put on, um, including backlog boys, instruction booklet, uh, cinema grimoire, whatever left of that. Some, some special episodes on there. Uh, we are on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google play overcast. We're on anything. All RSS feeds were on there. Go check us out. That is Backlog Boys. That is the All You Can Hear podcast. And that is the AYCH Extra um, feed as well. Uh, we're on Twitch. Um, all You Can Hear, uh, where we stream sometimes. Tanner does uh, Tuesdays with Tanner, where he streams a uh, random game. He'll play currently, uh, or not currently, because this comes out uh, the 27th. So... Literally, he would have done a Tuesday. Okay, so if he if he does do his most recent one, which is t yesterday, the twenty sixth, he would have done a cassette beast. Uh, I don't know what that is, um, but I'm sure he'll talk to you about that. Um, if he doesn't do that, obviously we'll let you know. We'll update it on the Twitter. That's why you got to follow the Twitter. Um, and then. Last week, he did Mortal Kombat 1 Launch Day Edition. But again, if that doesn't go as planned, we'll let you know. Um, and then everything gets uploaded as VODs to the YouTube, which is all you can hear as well. Uh, the Starfield plays he, that he has done uh, should be up there. Uh, they're all up there as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, when this comes out last week, I would have released... Uh, or we would have released episode 319, Tanner and Colt's Essentials, where we talk about the essential top 10 essential movies and music albums of Colt and Tanner. 
to lead into my own podcast that I have released. Um, I released episode zero last week on Wednesday, the 20th, uh, Winslow's Essentials, where I talk about uh, where I talk about my podcast, how I'm going to do it, and I introduce it and myself. Uh, but also on the 26th, which is yesterday, again, on Tuesday, I would have released the first official episode of Wenzel's Essentials, which is Essential Reading, where I talk about Universal Harvester by John Darniel. Um, so check that out. And then um, tomorrow, uh, Thursday the 28th, I will release the second episode, which is Essential Viewing, where I talk about the movie The Seventh Seal, directed by Igmar Bergman. Um, and then Saturday, uh, the 30th, I release Essential Listening, where I talk about Orville Peck's uh, Bronco. And uh, yes, I think that's, that's it. all. That, yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And uh, and, uh, you know, obviously go check out. Um, uh, go check out uh, Pat's stuff as well. John lost his name where he has his Pat files or uh, Ultraman Files as well. Um, yeah, I think I think that's everything. Um, you can follow me, Wenzel, at, on Twitter, at Winsy Wilkie. You can follow my art Instagram at Wordle Winsy. You can follow my bookstagram, Wenzel Banters. Uh, Winsy Wilkie and Wenzel Banters are basically where I will talk about... Um, those will be... So, Winsy Wilkie where, will be where I do any news or anything about Wenzel's Essentials. And then on Instagram, uh, Wenzel Banters and on threads, World of Wenzies, where I will post about Wenzel's Essentials for those for those socials. Um, I'm on Blue Sky. Uh, I think I'm World of Wenzie there as well. Yes, I am. Um, I have a store, worldofwenzie.bigcartel.com. Um... Uh, I have a letterbox. I have a Goodreads. I have a link tree with links for everything. Um, so go check that out. Thank you for listening. My name is Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. It's always going to be called Twitter. Uh, also, follow me on Blue Sky at ColtD99. That's all I got. That's all we got. Because that's it. That is it. Yes. Okay. So we'll be seeing you next month. Yep. In a couple of weeks. Yep. Got any finals? Uh, I scorn you uh, for being uh, uncharted. It burns when I pee. <laughs> <laughs>